supernatural. <laughs> Who made this music? Devin. We'll Devin. talk about that. Okay. It is me, Chudzi, and I got all my cool vape stuff over at Bud Out E-Cigs. Boom. And boom. Oh. You, want, you don't know what I went ahead and I went ahead and did for myself, dude? Is when I went to Bud Out E-Cigs, I went to the promo code bar, and I typed in last week out, and fucking, you know what I did for myself? I gave myself 20% off my order, dude. Dang it, bud. Good big butt. And, you know, inflation prices are high right now, dude, with with e-cigs and stuff, dude. I was out in California, dude. They're trying to ban e-cigarettes, dude. They're charging mm. a lot of money for stuff. Well, let's and not get into that. Uh. We're living, and we're living in Arizona. But <laughs> anyways, dude, so check it out, dude. You're, and this is what I'm going to do for you, man. I know you vape, okay? Mm. And I know you're spending a bunch of money every month, dude. And you can save 20% off your order every single time and support the podcast, dude. So get in there. Type in last week out in your order, dude. And you're going to get 20% off anything. Thing you buy, dude. So, butt out e cigs. Check them out. And welcome to episode 420. 24. 24. Episode 24, dude. <laughs> there's 24 hours in a day, and there's 24 episodes of last week out, that baby. Means we could play our episodes for one full day. For one back to back full to back to back to back. To back. Day. And it'll be a little bit longer because sometimes we yeah. do like an hour 20, dude, a straight rom com, dude. You know what I mean? So <laughs> kick back, relax, get some fucking popcorn, dude, and fucking tune in to the last week out, dude. So, like, you know. Chudsy Wubsy here, dude, and I am the captain of this ship, dude. This is essentially my podcast, mm-hmm. um, but we're not going to get into that, dude. We do. I do have some deckhands, uh, as as I always do, and one would be the wonderful, the talented, mm-hmm. the conversationalist, Mister Anthony Tatum, hey, dude. I'm actually a cat. Fucking Anthony fly balls, dude, and he's a fucking dude. Just he's the kind of guy who's like, give me your money, <laughs> and you're gonna give him your money, dude, because when he says it, you're just like, yeah, I need to give this guy my money. So here's all my money, okay? And to also, dude, check this out. We got fucking, we got. CBD Dave on the fucking ones CBD and twos, Dave. dude. And CBD he, Dave and, and he is There's just something. Cam and I were actually talking about it on the way over here. I was like, I know David is like kind of weird looking, but he has this like weird sexual tension about him. Energy, like this like weird sexual. It's not magnetism. It's magnetism. Whatever it is, dude. Girls just like David, dude, and it's fucking crazy sometimes. I'm like, holy shit, dude. But David fucks man that's yeah, just what it is dude it's what it is dude he fucks dude so you know that's that man and uh you know we got that lo-fi banger that plays in the beginning that's mr devin hancock dude the local dj and just all around good dude man and he's making all kinds of dope ass shit so check him out on instagram at devin hancock and then we got banners artwork still motion videos a rendition of the newport shorts last week out behind me dude and that's from the talented mrs t galore at sissy art on instagram so Go follow her for some dope These ass. These bitches art. are so upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dude, she's the kind. This is this is the kind of girl Tara Galore is, dude. She'll be dog shit sick, you know, like all stuffed <laughs> up, and then you'll be like, "Hey, are you sick?" And then she'll have this smile and she'll go, 
No. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, no, you're sick as fuck, dude. I can hear it in your in your voice right now. So you need rice. to go take some. You need to go take a fucking antihistamine and take a little nappy poop, bud. Okay, mm-hmm. and fucking come back recouped and ready to go, dude. So, all right, we got a special fucking guest, dude. Mm. You say that every time. No, I don't. say that every I time. Every okay, time. We do. But, but because that's every because guest every guest is special. Right. But yes. this guest actually does hold a very special place in my heart. He is let me let me try to put this in perspective for you. I have a lot of really good friends. None of them have a house key. Okay? That's right. Because they don't, I don't trust have a house key. We're I talking about the house key on the way here. Yeah, I don't trust Anthony with my house key. That's I don't fair. trust David wow. with my house key. That's fair. That's actually not true. I one hundred percent would trust the both of them with my house key. Just never had a reason to give them one. Uh, but you know, I lock myself out of the house sometimes because guess what? I might be a cute kid, but I'm a fucking klutz, dude. And sometimes I'm an airhead, dude. And I locked myself out of the house on the way over here. Called up Mr. Killacam, dude. Killacam, cam, killacam, cam, killacam, cam. And he turned around and came and picked me up and unlocked my door for me. Because guess what? He's got a house key and he's a trustworthy dude to have a fucking house key. When I go out of town, he waters my plants, dude. Is that true? That's true. I'm under the impression <laughs> that they're not. <laughs> I'm under the impression that they're not Chad's plants. Oh, I water. Right, I water the. Yeah. I, water the <laughs> I water the plants that are. You at the water house. Chad's girlfriend's plants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you that's water nice, my dude. girlfriend's plants. That's yeah. really nice of you. Well, hey, dude, it's yeah. in my house, so they're my plants. So you okay. can go ahead. And, all right. All right. Guess what? Mm, my plants. Yep. Okay. Because ah. guess where they are? Mm, in my house. Yeah. Okay. So there's that. All right. Um, and dude, yeah, we're about to get down and dirty, man. And how I really met Cam. This is really interesting, dude. Is uh. We actually met in the Department of Corrections, dude, and it was it was really funny how we met because we were on a very low security yard, um, so we got to watch movies together in the chow hall. Like everyone would get together and they play like movies and shit, and they were playing the new uh, Jurassic Park. Was it Jurassic Park Four? It was called With Jurassic Park? World. Jurassic I think. World. Jurassic yeah. World. I think is what it and was called. And him and I were sitting in the back, dude, and we're like, oh, and like the movie was over, and it was like, oh, he's like, yeah. I was like, oh, it was all right, and he goes. Yeah, but it wasn't a Spielberg, dude. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, all right, this dude, this dude fucking knows what the hell he's talking yeah, about, this, bro. This dude fucks. This dude, this dude straight fucks, dude. Hey, we might be all be in prison right now, but this dude fucks, dude. Not here, out there. No, nah, he fucked in there too, dude. I saw it, bro. I seen some shit. It was crazy, bro. Yeah. Oh, God, no, as deep like as you'll let me, Miss Wilkinson. Yeah, Miss Wilkinson, dude. She's about seventy years old, but you can tell at one time she was banging. She's a cute old lady, dude. And she'll put you in a fucking full Nelson and make you lick her titties, dude. I'll tell you that right now. She's a wild kid, dude. Good luck trying to stab that one, man. I'll tell you what. But anyways, dude, um, I got a quick joke before we get started, okay? Okay, I'm excited. Oh, okay, this joke's for you, Anthony, all right? For me? Yeah, yeah. Why did the chicken cross the road? That's an age-old question. I don't know. Why did he cross the road? To get to the dumbass's house. Get it. Hey Anthony, knock knock. Oh, who's there? What's up, dumbass? It's the chicken. So <laughs> <laughs> that joke, you're a dumbass. <laughs> All right, let's get yeah, into let's, this. Let's get thing. started, dude. Let's We're gonna go, get started. Dude. Thank you guys uh, for listening, Cam. Hey, thank you for being here. It's uh, it's quite a privilege to be here. Yeah, dude. I remember uh, before the podcast started, because uh, Chad and I lived together for a couple years, right? And, uh, what was he, that like? It was good. It was good. It was it was foundational for my new life. You Best know? roommate I've ever had. Yeah. And then, uh, so I remember. Cause Chad <laughs> Sorry, <did>, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> Chad's always got these crazy fucking ideas. And he's always like, I don't know, he's always like has these new endeavors. And I remember one time he's like, I'm going to start a podcast. Yeah. And I was like, you know, being the good friend, I'm like, 
cool, man. Like you should pursue that. Right. And like, cause I've heard like a million other stories prior to that. Uh huh. Two weeks later, there was boxes in our living room. I was like, yo, what the fuck is this? He's like, bro, it's my podcast equipment. <laughs> I was like, you're really doing this? He's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, Yeah, we're coming up on six months. I think yeah. two, two weeks out, we'll be, we'll be running consistently yeah. for six months. Good. Mm-hmm. That's fucking wild, right? It is, yeah. Well, I think that we need to get right in. And Chad had made a comment. You guys met in DOC. And I knew that. And whenever I hear that story, I'm always like, man, I'm blown away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like some movie shit, man. Because you guys got out and, and kind of rectified, like I'd say, completely rectified your lives. And we'll get into that. But I, the best way to start this podcast is to kind of get to know you, okay. who you are, where did it all start? Where were you born? I was born in Syracuse, New York. Oh, up, up top. Upstate New York, Buffalo, never ducking low. Woo! Yeah, Shout was, out Casey Setlock, baby. <laughs> I, always, I always get shit from people that are like from the city. Yeah. And they're, you know, like I can hear their accents like when I at work or something. I'm like, hey, where are you from? They're like, oh, you know, from, I'm from the Bronx. And I'm like, cool, I'm from Syracuse. Like, get out of here. That ain't New York. Yeah. I'm like, Might as well be Michigan. Yeah. It's like, bro, yeah. I'm a Knicks fan too. You know what I'm saying? It's been a rough year for all of us. Oh, it's been, <laughs> a, <laughs> been a rough, been a rough decade for all of us. Say, you know what I mean? like, dude, what? Yeah, dude. Give you know? me your money. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I was born in Syracuse, New York. Okay. Um, we, uh, my, I remember my mom always told this story about like how we wound up in Prescott Valley, Arizona is, uh, that God like told her that she needed to go there. So one day my mom went to, uh, my dad and was like, Hey, I'm moving to Prescott Valley, Arizona. I'm taking the mm-hmm. kids with me. You can either stay or you can go. And my dad was like, all right, well, I guess I'm moving to Prescott Valley, Arizona. And then that's how I wound up in Yavapai County. No so put you in a fucking full Nelson and make you lick her titties. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so your parents moved out here. Did you have siblings? Did yeah, you have I had, I, my, my mom was pregnant with my little sister at the time, and my little brother was probably... Two or three at the time. Okay, how old were you at the time? I we moved out here in February of '97, which would have made me almost seven. Okay, that makes sense. So your parents are they still together? My parents are not together. Um, they split when I was about I don't know, sixteen, seventeen. I don't remember. So about nine years out here, a little while. So you said you moved out here to Prescott. Yeah, and then you stayed out there and went to what? The rest of your elementary school, a little bit of middle school, or what? yeah, I, well, I did all of my schooling there in Prescott. In Prescott, yeah, I went to the first the first middle school I, or the first elementary school I went to was called Lake Valley. I went from there to Coyote Springs. Okay, wait, clear this up for me. Is it Prescott or is it Prescott? Prescott. Okay, so people that I guess it depends on where you're from. What if you're from Prescott? Yeah. What if you're? I from think Prescott? I think people from Prescott say it with an I, but I mean it's clearly a no. And you know me being the word Nazi that I am, like. Yeah. It's an O, and I'm going to pronounce it as Prescott. Such. That's just mm. me, though. Okay, okay. Yeah, you probably shouldn't say anything. Word Nazi. Well, you shouldn't say anything followed by the word Nazi. It's probably well, just, not a good idea. But it, it's a, it's yeah. an expression. Anyways, I, yeah. I no, I get it. I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah, it's like it's like being from Illinois. Yeah, Illinois. There's an S at the end, bro. So I mean, if you're going to pronounce, pronounce it, it like pronounce do you say Arkansas? Yeah, dude. Shit, bro. Anyways, oh, I guess I didn't on, think dude. about that. No, stop okay, interrupting no, us, okay, David. No, we're doing well. So. Grew up, went to school out there, and then what? Did you finish high school? I did not finish high school. So um, what happened was is when I when I was 14 years old, I met – this is like the story about how I, I dropped out of school, okay? So when I was 14 years old, I met this dude named Chris. He was like my best friend for like years and years. Like we were in an Offspring cover band together for years, and like we grew up <laughs> – What do you do in the band? Offspring I play cover guitar. band. Yeah, nice. Offspring cover band. That's a true story. The, and, kid, the uh, kids aren't all right. 
No, we were not all right at 14. Yeah. I promise you that. Okay. And then, uh, so I started smoking weed when I was like 14 years old. That was like the first time like I'd ever uh, experimented with any illicit substance. And uh, I just, that's what we did. It's like we smoked weed. And like I got this bright idea that like going to his house and not going to school and watching South Park was like a better idea than going to school. So, How'd you do in school before that? I mean, eh. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I mean, I don't, I don't really... I don't. I don't think I did like terrible. No, you didn't. Do I mean, good, I never. Bro. I'm telling I, you right now. I know how I did. Ask me how I did in school. I did fucking great. I remember. Did you? No, yeah, I. Dude. I mean, I. I never failed. Yeah. You know. Just all right. Yeah. I mean, I. You know. Season B's. Yeah. Well. Season D's. I never failed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you and Chris start smoking weed. Yeah. And then it's just downhill from there. Well, yeah. Like so, when I was like 15 years old, I think a lot of. 15 year olds have this like idea that they know better than their parents mm-hmm. for sure so i went to my 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 dad my mom and dad i was like mom dad i have this great proposal for you uh i'm gonna enter the workforce i'm gonna stop working my dad was like absolutely not you're 15 your ass belongs in school oh you're gonna mm-hmm. leave school and yeah just, and yeah. you know so obviously that didn't work out and then you know my mom and dad's relationship started was kind of on the outs about that time and i learned pretty easily like that i could manip- manipulate my mother because I know parents say they don't have favorite kids, but I'm my mom's first kid. I was definitely her favorite kid, and uh, I exploited that. Yeah. And she ended up taking me out of school. My dad didn't know about it for months, so I dropped out in the the latter half of my sophomore year. Oh my god, that caused a fucking riff. It was it was. What did you do all day? Your dad was at work. Yeah, I mean, I just you know did fifteen year old shit. Yeah, you, you know, didn't join the workforce. I didn't. Well, I mean, I got this job <laughs> busting tables at this little restaurant that's in the Safeway Shopping Center, like right off the sixty nine. And I just used to work weekends. Yeah. But I mean, it was enough money for like an ounce of swag. Burnout. You know what I mean? So Chris and I could go smoke at the, in the culverts. Oh no. Up at the park. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That was my life, man. Um, did you get into any other trouble or just like a little burnout? Um, when I got a little bit of trouble when I was younger, um, but most of my, like the remainder of my high school years, like I was never in trouble. No. No, I don't think I was. Okay. I could be, I mean you know, typical stuff. Like I never got arrested. Okay. Well, I know you end up in DOC. So what does the drugs just continue to progress? Is that kind of what it looked like? That is exactly what happened. So I started smoking weed. I started drinking, um, mom and dad split up. Right. So I'm bouncing back and forth between their house. And then, uh, after my parents split up, I was like 17 years old. Um, I had my own apartment. I was living with a good friend of mine that I grew up with and I had this, you know, really good job. I was working the drive through at Taco Bell. Oh, crushing then, uh, numbers. Yeah, <laughs> killing it, bro. I'm telling you, I was killing it. But uh, about that time, like I, I started drinking a little bit, but like that's like the first time I found cocaine was when I was like 17 years old. And I thought that was the greatest thing in the world. I don't yeah, know if me you guys, too. I thought, I mean, I, I, had knew, I knew I had found myself at that point. You know, uh-huh. uh, but you can't you can't maintain a cocaine habit. And I wrote it hard. You wrote it. I super wrote it. Hard. Yeah, you can't maintain a cocaine habit and work for like seven sixty five an hour. No, you not know? well. Well, so I mean, what? So what did you do? Uh, well, I got in trouble for stealing from Taco Bell. Mm. What were you stealing? Hot sauce? Money. Oh, for that's, sure, money. That's smarter. That'll yeah, give you more so cocaine than hot sauce. It was like before, would. like the chip readers were a thing. Yeah. You know, and so it used to be like a separate machine. Like now, like when you run your credit card, like it's usually something that's already like attached to the computer. Uh-huh. And it like as soon as you like run the check, the check closes. Uh-huh. But the way it was, it was like a separate entity. Right. So you I could like swipe their card and like take their money for like the actual payment. And then like on the way out the window, I'd swipe their card again. So I have their information on the machine and then I just double run their card. And oh. at the end of the day, I would just take the extra money that was out of the drawer. 
Wow. So the drawer was even. So the drawer, like the cash and the card were all audited together. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, what a failed system. This was 2008. Yeah. You know, good job. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's genius. I'm actually not allowed in any Harkins theater for trying to do something very similar to that, but they caught me. But anyways, we'll tell that story later. That's another, okay. that's for I still eight. go yeah. to Harkins. You ain't going to stop me. Okay, so you're 17, 18 years old. How long are you in Prescott? Do you just stay there? Um, I was there until the end of 2013. So from 97 to the end of 13, I was there. Okay. Um, and so drug addiction just ramps up. Yeah, it got real bad. So my mom was sick for a long time, and my mom had you know all kinds of pain meds, and uh, you know I went from cocaine to pain meds, and my mom quickly be- wasn't my mother anymore. She became like the person that I got drugs from, yeah, and that uh, significantly diminished the quality of our relationship. And then I you know I started smoking meth, and uh, that was my favorite thing. Were you living at home during all this? I was bouncing back and forth between mom and dad's until my dad moved to Safford in like 2010, Damn. 2000, 2010, right? But when my dad moved to Safford, I, I basically stayed at my mom's house. Where are your siblings at during all this? They, my mom lost custody of my little brother and my little sister, and they were living with my dad in Safford. No kidding. No, I'm not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. What did she lose custody of them for? Uh, I'm just inability. I, well, inability is kind of bad harsh. choices. Yeah, she just. I mean, she was getting high, man. You know, she was. She was like I said, she was sick for a long time, and then you know. Uh, she was sober for a long time. Like her and my dad met, in, you know, in recovery, and you know, she the whole reason she moved out here was like for God and the church and stuff. And you know, she ended up just. Well, we, we started getting high together when I was like fourteen. We started smoking weed, and then you know, she had all the pain meds that was prescribed to her, and then you know, oh, she was abusing shit, those, and then she went dude. from that to drinking back, drinking again, and then you know, we were doing meth and cocaine together. Holy fuck! Yeah, that's a story, dude. So yeah. your parents met in recovery. They did. Yeah, they met in recovery in uh, uh, Syracuse. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I could be wrong. I'd have to check with. My yeah, dad. I remember your dad was telling the story about how he met your mom. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, we were fucking banging around, going to meetings, yeah, and fucking <laughs> doing all this recovery <laughs> stuff." And it, Chad, Chad's been telling that story for years now. Well, dude, because your dad's awesome. Let me tell you that he's right a good now. guy. He's a, and he's like 30 years sober, 29, 31, years sober? 31 years sober, 31 years sober. Damn. Yeah. Okay. So when you jumped to your dad's house, what did he do? Did he force you into treatment? Well, stuff? there's there's some things that led up to me going to my dad's house. Yeah. It was really like I was out of options. So in order to tell you about how I got to my dad's house, I have to tell you about a couple other things that happened. Uh, March of 2010, my my mom died. My little brother like woke up and like they, my they just happened to be there on spring break. My dad drove him up from Safford uh, for their spring break to spend time with their mom or our mom. And uh, my little brother woke up, found my mom dead on the couch. From what? Uh, I'm, she, I mean, she, her, her cancer had come back, but she was in it. She had pneumonias in and out, and like she yeah. was on a lot of medication, and she mm. just, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure like the exact cause of death. Like mm-hmm. I never saw that. Like my the pastor of my mom's church like took care of everything for me. She got my mom cremated. She held the service. She she did everything that needed to be done Damn. for me. You know, which I'm super grateful for. Yeah, the but, church showed up. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, so my mom died and then I managed to like pull it together. Like I was still getting high, like abusing pain meds and like smoking meth. But like, I, you know, I got the, I got this job. I was 19. I got the, this job at, at IHOP at, at, I didn't know this. Yeah. I worked, I've worked at IHOP for you stay down a hundred years. Dude, IHOP, are you listening? Yeah. For a hundred years. I've loyal fucking so servant. Yeah. So I get this job, right? And like, I'm still smoking meth. And then, um, what happens is, is, you know, my uh, 
my best friend that I grew up with, Chris. Chris? Yeah. So I'm not entirely sure. Like I, w- I would, I'm going to attribute it his death to alcoholism. Okay. Jesus, because bro. what happened was is he, him and his girlfriend, he, him and his girlfriend were together for a couple of years, and they had this baby, and they were they had a very turbulent relationship, and you know they were always fighting and getting drunk and like shooting heroin together, and it was it was crazy. So what happened is is him and his his baby mama are in the back of his mom's van driving down spouse drive in prescott it was prescott valley and they're fighting and you know he's drunk he gets this crazy idea he's gonna like jump out of the van because he wants to get away from her or whatever i wasn't there this is just like the story that i've heard from the people that were there and uh what happened is he jumped out he opened the sliding door on the side and he jumped out of the van and his mom basically like ran his head over and he was like in a vegetative state for you know like four or five days until you know he ended up passing and then uh so that's really like that's that's when you know my i don't even know my will to carry on like kind of because i knew my mom was going to pass you know what i'm saying right because she was sick for a long time but like it was like my best friend man you know what i mean like we we spent years together we lost our virginities together got our first cars together okay we, wait 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 not together. <laughs> I, knew, I already knew where yeah. you were going. I already knew where yeah. you were going with that. But no, like we had a yeah, lot of. No, you just shared. We all were close, stuff. man. We were really close for a lot of time, and like, and he, you know, he he, he died without my permission, man. Like yeah. he left behind a daughter and a girlfriend and a oh, mom. Oh shit! Yeah, so you had a kid at a young age. Huh? Yeah, really. How old young. were you at that time? He died September sixth of two thousand thirteen. Okay, so I was twenty three, which yeah. means he was twenty three also. God. So. Uh, so yeah, so like my dad's living in Safford with my stepmom and my brother and my sister and, uh, he comes up from Safford, you know, being like the good family member that he is like knowing that I'm going through some shit and he's like, Hey man, like, why don't you, uh, why don't you come down and live with us? Yeah. He had offered to me, he had offered me that like prior and I was like, I got shit to do, bro. Mm-hmm. You know? And then, uh, but the, I was out of options, you know, I was homeless, you know, couldn't stop getting high. I'd already overdosed, you know? twice mm-hmm. and it seemed like the, just the best option at the time so my dad comes and swoops me and i i go back down to safford and uh so this is the end of this is like the that's like two days after chris's funeral so it's like i want to say september 17th of 2013 i wind up in safford and uh i don't know yeah that's how i wound up in safford we're gonna take an early break we have to david's got technical difficulties okay but we're gonna take an early break we're gonna have a super long second half but yeah we're into it so you get out there and, and the era of prescott's over and we'll start picking up in safford right yeah this is really this is where the story gets real interesting okay yeah we'll be right okay back. Good evening, my friends. It's Commander Cutie, Mr. Chudsy Wubsy from the Last Week Out podcast, and we've got some exciting news for y'all. Over here at the Last Week Out podcast, we are produced by Slack Media, and they have a special promotion going on right now. If you are a two-legged homo sapien or a millennial who just had a meaningful conversation and have the urge to put it on the internet, we're just the people for the job. We record, edit, and update and post fuck update and post what the fuck is update why did i say update you can update stuff i guess you can update stuff listen dude you want to fucking do a podcast guess what we're the ones that can do it for you we can edit mix master and produce the whole thing and we can help you figure out do you know what an rss feed is 
because I sure didn't when I started this, but because of Slack Media, now I do. So if you have a podcast and you want to get it started and you want to skip all the difficult stuff, go ahead and email LLC at gmail and or you can and or fuck god damn it dude and or and or 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 you can slide in our dms at the last week out on instagram get on in there love you bye Hey there, David. What's it like in Computer City? We're having technical difficulties, and we had to switch cameras. That's okay. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. No one does something like you do. When you do. (laughs) And we're back, dude. Sorry about that, dude. We're just getting into some shit with fucking Mr. Cam. Kill a cam, cam, kill a cam, cam. And we had left off, dude. dude. We had left off. He's a wild kid, and he's smoking methamphetamines. That's so right. there's there's nothing like any story after the sentence, and then I really started to love smoking methamphetamine. Is it's just it's not going to be boring. I'll tell you that, dude. So take it back, Anthony. Let's talk about no, it. No, you moved you moved over to Safford. Yeah, with your dad. Yep. Okay. And so how did that go initially? Un- initially? Yeah, not bad. Well, I mean, nothing had changed from. Prescott. Yeah, he brought you with you. I did bring me with me. Yeah, you know? it's always a failure. Yeah, I mean, you know, I uh, got this job. You Taco know, Bell? No, Denny's. Denny's. Yeah. <laughs> I hop, I hop don't nemesis. listen. Don't listen. No, I so I, I got this job and like I pulled it together for a couple months, but I was like, you know, still smoking weed and, you know, then I ended up meeting some people that, you know. And you had really long hair too, right? Like no, I, I cut my I cut my hair like right after my mom died. Oh, did you? I had long hair most of my life, and then my mom died. That was like my. Mm-hmm. It's like I had permission to cut it then because my mom always gave me a hard time. So that had to be really it. weird with your father at that time, twenty plus years in the program of Alcoholics yeah. Anonymous was like. I'm interested in knowing, was he ever like, hey, you need to go to these meetings or you're a drug addict or was he just kind of like, you're going to make your own decisions and if you're ready, you're ready? Mm, No, he never like suggested recovery on me. He suggested like the Salvation Army at one time, you know, but he never, uh, he never pushed it on me. And you're like, dad, you're fucking tripping. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, when do you start getting in trouble? So... My dad kicks me out, okay. obviously, because, you know, I'm not working and I'm just kind of, you know, using his house as like a, a crash pad. Yeah, a shower spot. Yeah. So the first time I got in trouble, um, the first time I got in trouble, so I'm not, I'm not a very good thief. I never have been. No? Uh, no. So, you know, I'm like running around with some of these dudes like in this trailer park in Safford and I peel this dude's Xbox One back or 360. 360? Yeah. Yeah, probably, probably a 360. Yeah. But also you are a good thief because you stole my heart. That was that was clever. Okay. Yeah, I'm and gonna, use, I'm gonna use that later. I didn't even know you did. Yeah. So, um, so I, I peel this dude's Xbox back, and I go to like the only GameStop in like all of Grand <laughs> County, you know. And then uh, the guy is like, "Oh, someone stole my Xbox. Like, I wonder where it is, you know." And then you know they like, "Oh yeah, this is it. We have it. We have." They had me on camera. So, uh, I used to shoot pool at this bar. All the times I got arrested in Safford, it was uh, always at this bar. So they come and jam me up one night and, you know, I get arrested and, you know, I go to jail for a month. 
And I remember, I remember like thinking to myself, like while I'm in jail, I'm like, yo, I'm done with this. Yeah. You know, like I remember it was like, I remember having like long conversations with it about like other people with other people in there about like, we got to do something different, man. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> just I, I remember being like, coming together. I mean, we got to change our yeah. ways. And the crazy man. thing about it is like, I truly meant it Yeah. at that time in my life. Like under those circumstances, like I really thought I was done. Yep. And so you get out. And I have a needle in my arm four hours later. No shit. No shit. Out the gate at eight and in the spoon by noon. Yeah. Whoa. Who was that, that guy Stitch that said that? Yeah. <laughs> that said that? yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what? You're on probation? Yeah. So I get released on probation, right? And obviously, like, you know, I can't go see my probation officer, like, yacked out of my mind. So I don't go see him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I make it like 11 days before I get caught up on, like, some new charges. Um, a buddy of mine that I was running with was breaking into cars and uh stealing all kinds of shit from the cars and like he he came up on this debit card and uh i mean i was the only one stupid enough to use it uh-huh. you know i don't have a pin number so i just have to go to places where you you know i went to the bar that i shot pool at i went to like, a couple gas stations and got like meaningless shit like i, I probably only spent like it was, like just over 200 dollars, you know uh so what happened is is you know 11 days after i got out of jail that time um i get arrested for forgery because you use that debit card. Because I, well, it's not because I use the debit card. It's because what happens is like when you run a credit, like when you, with the debit card, you don't, or we've used the pin number, yeah, yeah. you don't have to sign for it. Uh-huh. So I didn't have the pin number obviously because it wasn't my debit so card. So you ran a credit. So I ran the credit. So I faked like the, I just like bullshit a signature on the thing. Oh, wow. And yeah. So they got me for forgery on like four or five transactions. I don't remember what it is. They had me on camera for every one of them, you know? Yeah. And then, uh. And so then I get taken I get taken to jail again. And this time you're going for a little bit? Well, no. Okay. I actually had a <laughs> No. So I I get sentenced I get sentenced they resentence me they're like, you know, cause so like I got filed with new charges which and it's also like my petition A which is like your first probation violation. Yeah. Uh so they sentenced me to like 100 days uh the remainder of which can be suspended upon entry to a treatment facility. Nice. Right. So I, you know, because I'm like a sentenced person in the jail, I get, I get, I get to move to like, it's like the, it's like the honored dorm or like the work furlough pod, oh, right? Like trustee. So the, people, You're the trustee, trustee. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like in this little, you know, in like the special part of the, the jail where like the work furlough dudes are and like the people that work in the jail. And, um, I'm like vacuuming the <laughs> sheriff's office. Like PJ Allred is like, was the sheriff at the time at, in Graham County and I'm like vacuuming his office and like emptying the paper shredders and I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm allowed to leave the jail and like, you know, like walk the perimeter and you know, go, I used to water the plants at the juvie next door. Oh, you have a long history of plant watering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. This is the, now <laughs> it goes back years. You're yeah. about to talk about when you're in the newspaper, right? Yeah. I'm about, I'm getting there. So what happened is, is, um, one of the work for a little guys was bringing in some, some meth and, uh, you know, what an awful drug to bring into jail. I know. And it, what's, yeah, it, it is truly, it, <laughs> it's crazy to think about. And we always like had this, like all, all the guys that like got in trouble, we all had this narrative like, yo, that homie ratted us out. And we're just like, nah, bro. Like we were up at three in the morning playing spades. Yeah. yeah like yeah. for <laughs> sure. We're gacked out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sleep was like the thing to do in jail. Yeah. Well, if I, I mean, see someone not sleeping in jail. I'm like, what's wrong with you? No, initially like when I got there, I mean, I slept. Yes. Yeah, for slept. sure. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so we ended up, you know, me and a bunch of the other guys, you know, uh, rightfully so made it on the cover of the, the Eastern Arizona courier. So what they like kicked in the dorms, flipped all the beds, found the math. Well, no, what happened is, is 
they just came in and you ate everybody at this time. Like, I'm not like, uh, how did that get in my system? I, well, yeah, I'm not like, you know, hip to like, uh, institutional politics. Well, as far as like the prison environment's concerned. So I don't know that I'm not supposed to take this UA and I drop a hot UA and then, uh, they send me to the hole. And then, uh, my probation officer, like three days later, this guy who I'd never met walks in and he says, cool, man, like you need to sign this. Uh, and then I have a court date. And uh, I remember like meeting with my public defender before the court date, Daisy Flores, what a nice lady. And uh, she, she comes up to me, she's like, cause she, she did my, my uh, probation case for the Xbox thing, right? Okay. So she comes up to me, she's like, hey, you know, how's it going? I'm like, yeah, everything's good. <laughs> Everything, everything's good, you know, 23 hour lockdown. Everything's, yeah. you know, going just the way it should, I suppose. And she says, cool, well, um, they're done with your shit. Um, so here's, here are your options. You can either take both, you can either take this case to trial or you can sign for two and a half years. And it, I didn't even hesitate. You just took it. Well, I, I, well, I mean, if there was an, another option other than trial, I probably wouldn't have even considered that. Yeah. Cause I didn't have anything, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like my mom's gone. My friends that I grew up with are off doing their own thing or dead. And you know, I, you know, my dad doesn't want anything to do with me. And I, you know, I have nothing on the outside of the, the those doors. Right. And I mean, it just seemed like the easiest option. Yeah, I'm just gonna stay here then. Yeah, I'm just gonna stay here. Okay. You know, it, what it sounded like was two years of housing. Yeah. You know, rough, dude. Well. Yeah. No. Well. Hindsight, it's it. not no, rough. Yeah. Initially, it was. You know, I'd be I'd be lying if I said I wasn't scared going in. Yeah. But you know, fortunately, like you know, I'm locked up with like the baddest of the bad in county jail, and like you know, I got some some good uh, some good education prior to my arrival. Uh huh didn't need much of it but that's not the point you know so you end up getting transferred to doc yeah so they they sentenced me uh may i think may of 15 and then uh and then i hit the yard i think the first week of june how old were you 24 25 about to be 25 yeah so 24 years old yeah so i hit the yard uh yeah I, it was how's prison i had a blast did you really i really did like and i think like I think I had a blast because it was, I didn't, I mean, it was the only thing, it was the only option I had. Right. And I made the best out of it. Okay. You know, like I, I still, you know, talked to a couple people that I was locked up with and like, we're still really good friends and they're all doing the right thing. And, uh, I mean, I didn't, you know, I chose to work and it's funny as I worked at breakfast in prison too, <laughs> which is, uh, called <laughs> I hope run, yeah, yeah. Running, uh, running theme of my life. Um, but I had fun, man. And I was, you know, getting high every opportunity I could while I was in there. Yeah. Shooting yeah, heroin. We, were, we really were having a blast in there because let me tell you something, dude. I don't fucking know if I'm supposed to be racist or not. There's that. That was, but once I got to where we were, it wasn't an issue. But um, <clears throat> Cam was a hustler, dude. Okay. Cam had new balances on. Cam always had a cup of coffee. Cam always had a dip in his mouth, dude. Like he was always, he always had something, but no one was putting money on his books. Never, no. dude. What are you doing? Hustling. Well, I mean, hustling, was it? No. Well, I mean, hustling. Not just so hustling. I, all kinds. I was of never a things. big poker guy. Okay. But what happens is, is like poker is pretty popular in prison. Yeah. And uh, if you, you know, I just met, I just clicked up with the right dudes, and you know what they what they do is they rotate the races inside of prison. So like, for a two week period, like they go by like how people got paid by the state, like on their jobs. 
So the the blacks would get it one one for a set of two weeks. The Pisces would get it for two weeks. The Chicanos would get it for two weeks, and the white boys would get it for two weeks. Get what? The poker table. They get oh, to okay. run the poker table, and everyone could play on this poker table, you know. And they did it that way, so it was, you know, so there was like no problems. You know what I mean? So everyone just got like their two week session. And I clicked up with this dude who was. So like, would they take a rake? Like, is that how it works? Like, when you run the poker table, then the guys running it make some yeah. money somehow. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly how it goes. Got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what happens is, is, like, the house takes so many. Like, so we just run poker. Like, they do live poker. You know what I mean? And then the blinds would just go to the house. And then if we ran a tournament, there would be an entry fee for, like, so much. You know what I mean? We just kept all of that. And we just do as many as we could for a two-week period. And the guys that run the table get to split everything up. God. You know, yeah, it's its own little world. I also, I also used to clean people's cubicles. Cubicle. Well, I had no money, dude. Like, and I was working for like, I don't know, I think twenty five cents in the. I was a baker in prison. I used to cook the biscuits and like make the pancake batter and make the cake and stuff. So I had no money. So what happened is, is somebody suggested to me like, well, why don't you get like a little fucking house cleaning gig? So I had like fifteen people that on a weekly basis would pay me. So like, I just you know pull their boxes out and I'd like wipe their the the top of their little locker off and i'd sweep and mop the inside underneath their bed and you know i mean they'd pay me like three bucks a week or whatever to do that oh and i had like 15 people that would pay me on a weekly basis oh so you're getting looted up from well i mean i just you know then i think that's like my the drive that i have to like stay busy or like find a way to be okay or like jump through hoops whatever it is i think it really started from like me cleaning people's cubicles yeah in prison. no kidding well i mean because i had no other option dude right i had no other option like there you know you see all the people that there's some people that live good in prison bro i just can't handle it's like the only thing food. they're missing like i mean they're they've got food they've it's got freedom. tvs yeah well and you know women women that's yeah. probably it because you know i think a lot of people function better on the inside anyways but yeah and like you know safety Safety is pretty important. Sometimes people don't feel very safe in there, I hear. Well, I never had a problem. No? No, I mean. Well, you were a strong young man. Well, that just, I just knew how to behave. You ever get any fist fights in there? I did. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, how many fist fights have you been in out here? A lot. Out here recently <laughs> in well, the last not, five years? In the last, no. Yeah. Because I've been out for That's a, how the world is, though. Like, normally, it's like, you know, fist fighting's not really like Well, a, when I was getting strung out in Safford, I was running with, like, you know, some dudes that thought they were badass and like right. got my ass whooped a couple yeah. times. Dude. No, I've hung out around people who handled, like, bro. It's <laughs> like, whoa, dude, like you're liable to get in a fist fight. But like me normally, I mean, you know, America's pretty cupcake. It's kind of nice. I, yeah. I don't have to worry about like being hurt at any given time. Right. Unless like I get in a car wreck. Yeah. You know, and that's a scary thing. So you meet Chad. Yeah. So the, in prison. Yeah. So the chow hall story he told is 100% true. That's yeah. exactly how the dialogue between us. And you're getting high in there. Yeah, shooting heroin. Because this is the important stuff. This is what's important to me. Okay. Is like, is you guys end up meeting, and then you end up being like in our weird sober cult. Yeah. How'd that happen? Okay, so Chad finished his uh, winter solstice on the yard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I finished, Hard out, time, I finished like the remainder, like the other year or whatever I have left on my sentence, and then I get out and... I, I reach out to him on Facebook. When I when I tell the story, like it, it's always so much more poetic when I talk about the phone number. But like, well, I mean, the truth let's, is, let's go. You didn't give I'll, me a phone number. I hit on, you up on Facebook. On. I want to go back just a little bit, though. Okay. I want to go back just a little bit because um, for one, prison is like this weird subculture where all these different things are going on. Like you got people who know how to sew. You got people who are mm-hmm. electricians that can hook up like these remotes like, to TVs. Remotes to TVs, dude. They Crazy, can take bro. the headphones and give you external speakers, dude. And like they can like fucking hook you up, dude. Yeah. You got people that can like. Do anything in there. It's really, really crazy, dude. 
And uh, I remember, like, it was just so cool because we would just be hanging tough, dude. Yeah. Like, just sitting in my bed, watching TV, drinking coffee, eating burritos, dude. Like, we were chilling, dude, working out. We were out there filling sandbags, filling up T-shirts and pant legs up with sandbags and lifting them up and down, dude. Yeah. And I remember, I remember, dude, when camp started working out, dude, couldn't do a push-up. Not one. I could do push ups. I could do push ups when I hit the yard because the couldn't guy, the guy that schooled me in uh, county was like, "You need to start working out." And couldn't right do now. a pull up either, dude. But the time, by the time I was done with him, dude, eight. No, was, that's eight pull ups, dude. He was that's killing it, bro. He was freaking. That's not true. That's not true. No, I started working out in dude. county just as soon as I knew I was going to prison. Like I was talking to one of the the guys, one of the guys that had, like been there before. He's like, "You need to start working out right now." And yeah. I was like, "Yeah, I don't work out." He's like. You're gonna. Well, yeah, when I was when I thought I was going down, he's like, it's not was, an option. I was pushing down. the earth down, bro, yeah. constantly. Yeah, so stop. But well, yeah, so Chad and I well, did hold kick on, it hold tough. Hold on, and, and, and I want to talk about this too because I remember you had you would come with me to the uh, meeting that I started, the big book study. I yeah yeah. You came with me a few times, and then we started talking about the steps. I don't know if you remember, and I know for some of our listeners, like some of the jargon I'm about to use might be extremely foreign to you, but for the majority of our listeners, you know, to put you in a fucking full Nelson and make you lick her titties. That's (laughs) right. That's right. That's right. That's right. But I remember, dude, is like you and I were reading the book, okay? And we got somehow we had gotten to a fourth step. Right, and because I because I didn't want anything to do with one, two, or three. Right, exactly. Well, dude. one was easy. I was in prison. Two and three, you can miss me with that shit. Mm-hmm. And then we were talking about your dad, and you were like, "I fucking hate my dad, dude." Fuck that guy. You're like, "Fuck that guy." But yeah. later, I didn't find out till way after when we were out of prison. You're like, "Yeah, my dad celebrating 30 years of continuous sobriety and Alcoholics Anonymous," and yeah. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And you're just now telling me this now? Right. Oh my god, it was a wild experience, dude. But I. I remember when I was leaving, dude, and like Cam was like, "You better answer the phone when I get out, dude." I swear to God. Did I say that? Yeah, dude. You were like, "Dude, don't you?" You were you were like, "Don't let me down, don't let me down." Don't. And you know what you did? I remember down. you sent me uh, an acceptance letter to the halfway house you were managing at the time. That's right. But I, I, but I couldn't go because it wasn't DOC approved at the time, mm-hmm. so I had to go to you know Twenty Seventh Avenue in Orangewood. I've been there before. That halfway house or 27th Avenue Orangewood? No, that halfway house. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you get out. Yeah. And you hit up Chad? I do. I hit him up on Facebook. Yeah. Why? Um, well, I mean, I'm new to Phoenix. Uh-huh. I don't know anybody. Like I said, I grew up in, in Prescott and I, you know, I don't know anybody. And like, again, I'm out of options. Yeah. You know? I just want to touch on this real quick. Like I know you're running the show, but I just want to, no, I want to, I want to, I want to talk about like the fear that I had, right? Like I remember like the day I got out, November 15th of 2016, I'm standing in the Sally port and I'm watching, uh, I'm watching the Sally port gate open and I got, you know, the white shoes that they give you and the, the blue pants and the blue shirt and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm holding this white box that I've held so dear for the last couple of years. And I'm watching this gate open, man. And I just remember thinking like, there's nothing on the other side of that for me. Wow. You know what I mean? Like I was truly like struck with fear, more fear than I like when I, when I got sentenced, right? Like I was like, ah, shit, this is real. But like this fear paralyzed me for a little while. I was like, cause I mean, I, I truly felt like I was just going to end up back here. Yeah. You built a life in there. A network. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't need anything. You know what I mean? I have everything I need. And I was just, I was really scared to get out. I actually turned down. There's this Senate bill that passed called like the 1291 i think sb 1291 I, I i turned it down i don't know what you it saying. was it was an early it was an early, it was like a 90 day kick out you get out 90 days early if you do these classes or whatever and i was like i don't want to do that 
I turned down, like I stayed in there for another three months. And then like my TR date came and I was like, can I refuse this? She's like, no, you can't. Like, this is it. Holy you know, shit, I was scared, dude. bro. I yeah, was really yeah, scared. Yeah. You know what's fine? I've never, I've, I've never told that story. Like no, in, it's in, a, powerful, in, a pub, in a public domain before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I did, I was scared, you know? So then I get out and uh, get out on a Wednesday and you know, Dill came by, Dill came by from the yard and he, he dropped off some clothes and bought me some groceries, which was really cool. And that's the only thing I had, you know? I had a, uh, I didn't have anything else, you know? So the next day I, I found Chad on Facebook and he's like, hey man, let's go to a meeting. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> no, I'm good. Yeah, he was not, he was not having it. Was bro. not having it, but I didn't have anything else to do, man. And so he, you know, he came and swooped me and he took me, you know, actually the church that he took me to was like right around the corner from where we're at right now. You know, listen to this dude yell at me, talk about if I don't do this whole recovery thing that I'm going to die. And then, uh, I was like, that was fun. And he drops me back off. And then I was the next day I still don't have any options. So I call, call Chad again. And then, uh, he comes and gets me, takes me, you know, to this other place in, in Phoenix by David's old house. And, uh, you know, I see the same Puerto Rican dude. And like, I remember like thinking like, this is so silly. Yeah. I truly like remember, I remember thinking like how ridiculous, like this whole, the book and the meetings and all this other shit that people do. But what the one thing like I, I did like, I did, I, I want to say fully comprehend was that everybody there was, was okay or seemingly so, you know? And I knew I was in the right place, man. And like, even though I wasn't entirely willing to like, do what was required I still kept going well that's crazy you say that because since I've known you mm -hmm. you've been utterly willing to do what was asked right when did that transition happen um I don't I can't like pinpoint a specific moment yeah but I just I, I felt like I was just out of options for so many years yeah, yeah, yeah and I just did like you know what I mean? Like, oh, get high. Oh, go to prison. Oh, go to this halfway house. Like, oh, now I stumble upon these meetings. And now it's like, fuck, now I got to do what these dudes do. Yeah. I don't even, I can't even, I can't even like articulate it. Like I can't think of a moment or like a feeling that I had at any, at any time that was just like, oh yeah, I guess I'm going to do this now. I think it just, I just stumbled upon it. Well, that's wild, dude. That, that sounds fucking crazy to me because there's things in my life that I know are going to work for me. Yeah. Undoubtedly, I had no idea this was going to work. Right, no idea. That's bananas. It just okay. So tell me a sort of like a little bit about where you are now, because where you're at now is like pretty fucking crazy. At least in my mind, <laughs> coming out of like walking out of a prison in prison clothes with a prison box, being like, "There's nothing for me out here." Yeah, you got a pretty full life. Yeah, because technically, Today due, I do, due, due yeah. to the due to the statistics, right, and your demographic and the drugs that you use and recidivism rates, yeah, recidivism, 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 recidivism yeah. rates, dude, you're supposed to be in prison right now. Yeah, eighty percent chance. Yeah. And you're not, dude. You're yeah. not. So tell us a little bit about that. You're in college. You're managing a halfway house. You got a fucking. You got a car that you didn't have a license for a long time you 10 had work, years i didn't have a license 10 years you didn't have a license dude yeah. 10 years wait so you had one for like one year yeah i got a i got a dui uh, like 30 days after i turned 18 okay yeah no license since then i didn't get my license till april of last year yeah so what's going on now with you chad kind of touched on a little bit of it okay so i don't know what, what, what you're do in you school wanna, i am in school what are you doing in school i Right now, I'm taking four classes. Um, I started like super easy. I started fall of last year. I took like a remedial math class because you know, obviously, like I don't know how to do fucking math because I dropped out. Uh huh. And then uh, I took, where do you get your GD? In, in I got my prison? GD in prison. Okay. 
they had to like in order for me to get the outside job that I wanted to go like do custodial work at like this uh, Air Force base or this National Guard base that they did. Uh-huh. I had to get my GED. Okay. So I did that. That's one of the greatest things that I ever did was get my GED while I was in there. Um, so I started school last fall. I took two BS classes and then I was like, all right, I can do this. Yeah. I think I can do this. And then I took three classes last semester. And then I was like, I think this is it. Yeah. And then over the summer, um, something happened. I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know if I'm just trying to like, I'm in a hurry to get wherever I'm going. I yeah, feel like yeah. I have to make up for all the lost time. So over the summer, um, I've had the same job since I've been out of prison. Uh, I, so I, I still maintain that job. Uh, I did, I start manage. I started managing a, a sober living. Yeah. Um, and then I took two classes. I took like two accelerated classes over the summer. So instead of 16 weeks, there are only four. So I took two of those over the summer. And then like right before the semester started this, this, uh, this last couple weeks, I, I decided that I was going to take like a full class load and manage a sober living and work full time. <laughs> and somewhere along there, like I started like dating a girl too. So now my life is pretty goddamn full. Yeah, well, it it's, full. it's really crazy, dude, because, um, the person you talked about before prison is not the person you are today. And I remember when you were about a year sober and yeah. we decided, um, I was going through a tough time and a breakup and I was living with a girl and she moved out and I was like, Hey, you move in yeah, and you take this second bedroom. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I remember, I mean, you owed what? $5,000. No, it was in, like 61, $66,000. Yeah. Like, holy shit. And I think what's really interesting and maybe you don't see it for yourself, dude, but you grinded so hard yeah. and it was such an inspiration to see that, to see you like waking up at 4 a.m. on the weekend so you can go to work and make big money on the weekends because you're serving at fucking the international house of pancakes, dude. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that's a really cool thing to touch on, dude, is like, what was... Like, what was your mindset? Because obviously the mindset of Cam before prison was not the dude that gets out of prison, pays off all his fines, jumps through all these hoops of the court. Like, what was like, what was your mindset going into that? Like, when you knew you had to pay $6,000 back, like, what, 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 was, what was your thought behind that? Like, what am I going to do? So this is going to sound super gay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I met this guy. Chad introduced me to this guy who ended up, like, walking me through my steps, right? And, like, he was just very... He's actually a guest on this podcast. He, he's, he's just very, uh, he's very inspirational. Yeah. And again, I was out of options and you know, I at the time I hadn't rep- quite repaired the relationship with my dad and like, I don't really have any direction. And I, this guy kind of just took me under his wing, man. And like, told me like, you kind of just pushed me in the right direction. And like, you know, like, why don't you work on your license? Why don't you go to school? Why don't you try that? You know what I mean? And like, I just, I took everything he said as like, the truth, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the spoken word of God, you know what I'm saying? And I just did it. You just did it. I just, I can't explain it, man. It's, I, it's not because some people talk about like making amends and like the, this great feeling. It's like, I did not feel good the entire time I was no? doing that. No, but it's just, I just, I, what happened is, is somewhere in my life, I caught a little bit of traction and like, I realized like, yo, I could be an adult, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like I had to learn a lot of life skills. Like I didn't learn a lot of things until I got sober. Like you know, no, how to, how to pay, bills, pay how to, bills, how to manage money, yeah. how to, you know what I mean? Like I hadn't been to the DMV in like 10 years, you know what I mean? Even longer than that. Like I didn't know how to do stuff like that or get health insurance and go to the dentist. I, yeah. I still haven't been to the dentist. I, last time I was the dentist was in prison, but, um, but I really learned a lot from this dude. And like, he just kind of like pushed me in a direction and he's like, you can do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just continued to like 
take direction from not only him but from a lot of other people that I've you know met in recovery and it just turned out to be like the life that I have today which is which is really crazy yeah well where he, where are you headed where do you want to head um I'm glad I don't know where I'm headed yeah yeah because I I have I struggle living right now mm-hmm you know what I mean? And it's like, we're doing this podcast. Like truly that's the only thing that exists in our life right now. You know, I'm, I'm constantly like thinking about like, yo, ASU's next. And it's like, chill bro. Like, why don't you pass intermediate algebra first? There you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I'm constantly like thinking about like what's next or what's, what's the, the end. You know what I mean? Like, Cause I'm, I'm real good at jumping through hoops when, when like I know what I'm working towards. But right now, like I don't know what I'm working towards. Like I know that I want to graduate from ASU. Yeah. That's one thing I do know. But you don't have a job in mind? I don't I don't want to I don't even care. I want to I just want to graduate. None of my family's ever graduated like I just I want part of it's like it's very poetic. Okay. You know, like reform Symbolism. reform bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> gets degree from ASU. Oh my. You know what I mean? Well, that is fucking rad cuz you're dude, you're a rare fucking uh, a rare a rare breed. Sorry, dude, and like um, you don't, I feel like, and maybe it's like this like humble side of you, which is probably working in your favor, dude. But like, you're a disciplined fucking dude. Like I remember when we lived together, it was like laundry's on this day. Like I clean the floors on this day. Yeah. Like I go to this meeting at this time and I'm there an hour early on this day. Dude. Yeah. And like, I, it's so wild that what comes so easy to you for whatever reason, maybe it's just ingrained in your DNA, I don't know, but I feel like like you have something that I don't, right? I make triple as much money as you and I still owe money to the courts. Right. You know what I mean? You were serving tables and you paid off $6,000, dude. Yeah. You know, and, and you, I, like, you, let's take a group of people, right? If we take a group of 10 people that all get sober, right? And they say they all have the exact same thing going on that you had. Right. Owed all this money, uh, had nothing out, nothing on the outside for them, outside those prison walls, nothing for them, dude. Yeah. And one out of 10 people, you're that one out of 10 that actually does everything they need to do in order to like live a successful life. And it, it's a beautiful thing to watch you go through this, man. And I think maybe, dude, just like, maybe don't give yourself any credit. I don't know. Maybe um, continue to be humble. But like, you, you don't understand, man, like how beautiful your story is, especially to me and seeing you come from nothing to something. And, right. it, and it's just, it's so fucking beautiful, dude. And it's like, where do you get the motivation? How do you wake up at 4 a.m., dude? I don't get it. How do you go to school? How do you set aside this money and do all these things to like better your life? I just don't understand. The the money question I can answer pretty easily right now. Okay, cool. It, it's Fix e- the money problem. It, it's an ego thing. Okay. I like, I mean, because I never had money. So now you just And I'm not like, you know, it. like, I don't like have a bunch of money, you know, but I'm, I'm good with money. Like if I want to take a week off of work right now and go do some shit. Go to New York. I mean, I do whatever, whatever the fuck I want, and I'd be okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, or and it's like an ego thing, really. Like, I like being able to like be the guy, and like, I don't know. You that's wanna, a powerful. You want to go out like if people are always like, no, I don't have the money. And I'm like, man, that sucks. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. I like, got the money, and I'm I don't still know. Not like, go out. I've never felt financial insecurity since I've been sober, and I'm incredibly grateful for that. Yeah, and it's not because I make 100k a year. It's just I just it's just one. It's one thing that I learned because I do things so compulsively. It, it plays in my favor in some ways, like with my money and with like the cleanliness of my life. Where it, doesn't it play good? You know what I, you know what I hate? Okay, go ahead. People that are fucking late. Late to what? Anything. Anything. Any goddamn thing in the what world. What if it's just a normal thing though? Bro. Like, people get late sometimes. I know that. I get it, dude. Like, it, I know. But it's just, I, I just don't, under, like, and I used to like walk. 
So I man I managed the I managed you, one you of the You know you said you were going to be here at 4:30 today, right? Yeah, well, I, you know I was on my way. I was going to be 15 <laughs> minutes early, but Chad was like, "Yo, I locked myself out of my house. Come get me." Yeah. I yeah. was here. I was right down the street from your house. I believe that. So, I believe you too. Um thanks, Chad. I forgot what I was saying. No, something about you managed something. Oh yeah, so I was, I was managing I was managing the 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 IHOP that I worked at like when I first got out of prison. And I used to like walk to work. Yeah. And I don't understand how people like have these fucking vehicles and can't be on time. Yeah, it's poor time management. You know, I just, you know, little <laughs> things like that, but I'm just so compulsive about being or uh, being on time and like getting things accomplished and like people are like sometimes I'm like baffled like Chad's like I lock myself out of the house. I'm like, "How do you do that?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never locked myself out of the house. It's just, you know, like our brains just work differently. They for sure do. You know what I mean? Like Chad's a lot more creative and he's a lot more compassionate than I am, but I'm just so militant about so many things. It, it kind of makes me myopic sometimes. Yeah. You know, I do. You know, you know why that is about Chad? What? Everything I know about anything, you can put on a stick and shove right up my ass. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Well, so, <laughs> so what about with relationships? How are your relationships with people? Friends. Let's start with friends. I have, I have, I have some good friends in my life. Yeah. Uh, recently, I've been trying to reach out more. Uh, be, I, what does it mean to be a good friend to you? What does it mean to be a good friend? Yeah. One of my biggest pet peeves is when people don't call me back. Oh, I hate when people don't call me back. No kidding. And it's not like a, Hey, like this is a weird number. Have I ever done that to you? Um, uh, yeah, probably. Mm. And it's not, I mean, you know, we're friends, you know what I mean? That's not going to stop me, but I just, I think about it. Yeah. I think about it because if somebody calls me and especially if I have their number, I'm going to call them back. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, I'm real big on, I can't explain what being a good friend is. Understanding is a, a big thing compassion but yeah i mean because i lack that really yeah i'm very uh what's the word sterile i am very sterile <laughs> he's like That's actually I was, wait, I was waiting this whole time 56 minutes like i'm waiting for you to bring this up yeah no 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 i i i no we don't need to get too deep into it but we then can. with your relationships oh no i don't mean that sterile <laughs> 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 no, no, no. I was like, here it is. No, 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 no. We don't need to jump into that. But you just have a different perspective than than some people. And you are. You're really uh, disciplined. And yeah. you say you don't have like future plans, but you have future not plans. I. What don't you want to do? What? Have kids. Yeah, that's one thing. My own kids. Yeah. I just want to be super clear about that because there's like this narrative like from all the people that know me. It's like, yo, Cam hate kids, hates kids. And it's like, I don't hate kids. I just. I don't like them. I, it's not that I don't <laughs> like them. It's just that I don't want any of my own. Right. I. Uh, I'm, I'm, I was thinking about how I was going to say this because I knew you were going to bring this up, and I'm trying to be as tactful as possible, uh-huh. but also convey how I feel about it. Well, I've tried to get it out of you before. And it's just, I I don't understand like people's desire to reproduce. Yeah. Like, you're like not a normal human. Okay. Only today, in the sense that, like, you know what I mean? You did everything right. You got married. You bought a house. Uh-huh. You and your wife got pregnant. You guys are going to have this family. And I... I Everyone that I grew up with, they just stumbled into having a kid. It wasn't like, yo, this is the best option right now. It's just like they were fucking careless. Yeah. And, you know, had, had shows. Like, of all, like, the crazy things that I've done in my life, uh-huh. unprotected sex is never something that I engaged in. Oh, man. Applause to you. Dude, dude. it's just, I, I've always felt this way. Like, I don't want kids of my own. Right. I do not never, want Never, though. Of, no, I'll adopt, man. Both my parents were adopted. Oh, that's cool. You know? And uh, so, yeah, I just, I don't want kids of my own. And well, I'm, that's commendable. And I'm, you know, I'm 29, man. Like, I'm going to be a perpetual stepfather, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know? That's so interesting. It is really interesting. Dude, you have, you have 
Like you don't know it, bro, but you're going to be super successful with the way you are because you're slightly psychopathic. You think so? Yeah, dude. I think so, dude. I think so. I think there's a part of you that like sometimes you pretend to care and have emotions in certain areas, but really you just don't give a fuck. I really, I struggle sometimes with like people. Yeah. Cause like you know everyone like everyone like in recovery is always like what's up bro I fucking love you man how's our things going and I'm just like <laughs> and bro, just, you've come yeah, around I, though, I know dude. but I'm still but still most of the time I'm just like yo get the fuck when away I first from met me, you yo. I watched some man try to hug you <laughs> and you stop him and I remember just confronting you about really? that. really like, yeah I don't remember that yeah you stopped a man from hugging you I was like you'll start hugging soon yeah dude. I mean I hug people and like now it's like more to be polite there's only like a few people in my life that I hug because it's like because I want to embrace them because they're my friends yeah but the rest of it's just out of being for the sake of being polite no I really feel it. I just because I just I don't know man like there's just I, something about some I think people. you just can't tap into it that's my belief that I could I be can't wrong tap into it? I think you care though more than because you show up you just keep fucking showing up. That is you know true. I mean? You do. Sh- you do you show, show the, the fuck, fuck up. up. I feel like if I called you right now to help me, you show up, and it's like, why? Well, maybe it is. Maybe it is a defect well, of be- yours that you're like feeding, like inversely, kind of like that ego thing, like you said. It's like uh, my ego has done a lot of positive in my life. Right. I I'm just talking about people that I don't that you don't like I, that I don't enjoy being around. Yeah. You know what I mean. But I think Everyone Kathy, the, every- that bitch at the IHOP, if she needed you. You know what's funny is there's actually a lady named Kathy that used to be one of the regulars, and I couldn't stand her, and I wouldn't go anywhere near she her. She needed you, though, Cam? No. Come on. You got nothing coming from me. <laughs> <laughs> you you know? Cam, Cam, you got the wrong guy, Honchar, That's dude. That's funny, yeah. You got the wrong fucking guy, dude. Time's up, bro. We're at an hour, man. Um, I just want to thank you from mm-hmm. the bottom of my heart for being in my life. Seriously, you're welcome. Because thank honestly, you. dude, why do you think I call you to water my plants? Because I know you're going to say yes. Because I know you're going to show up. Because you love the opportunity to be there for the few people that you really do care about in your life. And you've been an absolute pleasure to have on this podcast. Yep. To have in my life, dude. And I fucking love you dearly. I'm excited to see where you go. And... <laughs> I'm going to do something for you guys, all right? Check it out. Go to Bud Out E6, okay? Mm-hmm. Order some shit. Yeah. All right? And this is what I'm going to do for you. You're going to put in last week out on the promo code. You're going to get 20% off your order. We've already got a few people, dude. Uh, shout out to, who was it? Walter. Walter H, dude, for using the promo code, man. Get out there, dude. It's 20% off your order, and that's a big discount, bro. Mm-hmm. So we love you guys. Like, subscribe, share, comment, rate iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you can find podcasts, you're going to find Cuzzy Wuzzy, dude. So we love you guys. Love you guys. Bye-bye.